On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone, I'm Sam Shansky. I'm here with Diddy TV today, sitting down with man J.D. Wilkes to talk a little bit about his new album, Fire Dream, as well as a bunch of other amazing artistic endeavors that he's been involved with. How you doing today, J.D.? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. So you've recently been involved in a lot of different collaborations. Um, you know, you do a lot of your own work, but you also are a good collaborator, which is a good Try trait to, to have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you recently worked with Shamika Copeland laying down some right, harmonica. Yeah. How did that go? It went really good. It was a total happenstance. Uh, I was playing with Chuck Mead at the City Winery in Nashville, and there was a ton of people there, a really kind of classy place, you know. And uh, it just so happened that her producer uh, was there to see me. They needed harmonica on this record, but they didn't know who in Nashville really played blues harmonica. There's a lot of country harp, you know, and uh-huh. really not a lot of harmonica players actually at all. I just so happened to be there. He liked it and invited me down and uh, I got to meet her and and Will Kimbrough and cool. just laid it down and, you know, it was great, you know, and I'm a big fan of her dad's, you know, so it was an honor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then you were in Dan Arbach's new excellent yeah. video for Stand By My Girl. Right. How did that come about? Well, I, I still don't know. <laughs> I think they, uh, I think it was a couple of different things going on at the same time. We toured with the Black Keys uh, years ago, and uh, I know Dan. I'd seen him every once in a while in Nashville. He'd say hi and all that. So I just assumed he, he called for me because um, they needed, like, a 50s-looking guy, you know. And, yeah. uh, but, um, but I think they found me just whoever was making the video uh, just spotted me on Instagram and uh, or something yeah. like the nerdy 50s guy look for the video and just so happened that uh, Dan uh, and I knew one another so it just kind of worked out like a, it was a miracle yes <laughs> and you were uh, I believe the second victim is that right I was the second victim yeah. that's right well Dan done. is the third yeah I, you but d- were we or weren't we you know because yeah. you don't know how it happened you know and the actress in that was oh i forget her name oh she did a great job oh yeah she's only like 18 oh really it's like why am i the guy married to her you know it's <laughs> weird you know she would never marry me well, that was really cool <laughs> and then you also did the album artwork for the squirrel nut zippers upcoming yeah, album right i did and the back cover art and uh yeah and so what can you tell me a little <clears throat> bit about the symbols going on there and and what those mean i don't know yeah you can't. i have the uh they have these uh, books called Dover books that have a lot of clip art, and uh, I was I, I collect those, and it's a lot of strange, you know, symbols in some of them. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that look. I just picked them out for what they look like. There might be something really satanic or <laughs> evil that I put down. I don't know. It just looked cool, you know. So I hope he doesn't get in trouble. <laughs> and then you worked with them on your new album, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, right. Who was involved on that? Well, Jimbo Mathis produced it, and his. Uh, Fiddle player, guitar, kind of utility guy, Dr. Sick, who's kind of took over for uh, Andrew Bird uh-huh. in the, his original role. Uh, but Dr. Sick is the one playing uh, most of the guitar and all the fiddle and a little bit of some of the piano. And he's a, he's a genius. Jimbo's a genius. And Bruce, who, you know, Watson from Fat Possum. Yeah, you know, tell he, us a little bit about he Bruce. He produced it, too. He's, well, the thing is, is he wasn't that big a fan of the Shack Shakers, my <laughs> band. 
but he liked me uh, because I was doing this like, extracurricular sort of song catching and, and history writing about roots music, which mm-hmm. is, reminded him, I think, of how he got started. You know, I'm kind of doing the Alan Lomax thing a little yeah. bit. And, um, and he grew up in Missouri, and they used to come to Paducah, where I live, you know, when he was a kid, and that was the big city. And so he always had a, a good association from, for Western Kentucky. And mm-hmm. I think he just, he just wanted to meet me, and then he, we hit it off, and he said uh, he wanted to put out a record, but he wanted to put out a J.D. Wilkes record, not a Shack Shakers record, and, uh, and go with a little bit of, of a different direction. So that's what we did. He brought in uh, Jimbo and Dr. Sick and the Bo Keys on the horns and Liz Brazier. Uh, backup singing, like Pokey Lafarge's clarinet player, Chloe, and uh, and just put it all together. And where was that done? Right here in uh, in Memphis at uh, Delta Sonic Studios. Uh, Delta which Sonic, is, which is their uh, that's their studio they do a lot of work at mm-hmm. Spruces. Yeah, and it was fun, and so the most fun I've ever had recording a record. Really? You know? Yeah, that and the last Shack Shakers record was really fun. We're just kind of like doing it. With a fun attitude, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like crunch time, or, you mm-hmm. know, you're watching the clock and time is money and all this stuff, and there's too many bells and whistles, and you kind of lose the heart of the song, and the more that the engineer wants to nerd out with his gear, you know. Uh, this was just like, let's hit it, let's yeah. go, and, uh, ca- and ca- capture lightning in a bottle, as they say. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned the legendary Shack Shakers album that you recently mm-hmm. released. Um, what was the name of that one? Uh, After You've Gone. After You've Gone, right. Yeah, and that came out on uh, uh, Last Chance Records, which is distributed by uh, Fat Possum. And, uh, so that's kind of a, kind of started being in, the little, in that family mm-hmm. a little bit with that. So, yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, so that was a Last Shack Shakers record, and that was done kind of like same way, kind of just mm-hmm. let's, let's knock it out. You know, and not so a with, lot of uh, laboring over it, you know. Yeah. With this new album, Fire Dream, um, you've mentioned that your live shows are going to be a little more subdued, kind of laid back in a certain kind of way. I was wondering what the impetus for that. Well, it isn't going to be stage diving and nudity yeah. or anything like that. But it's, it's Which a lot of fans are going to miss, I think. Well, you know, I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm interested in kind of uh, aging into something age appropriate because there's no exit strategy or retirement for this line of work. And I'm kind of doomed if I don't start thinking about me at age 70, you know, and by the time I get there, maybe this will have uh, generated yes. a whole new fan base and interest and in, a uh, new era. Yeah. And, and, and really concentrating on the songs, still being charismatic and just, you know, trying to feel it. You yeah. Know? And, uh, but entertaining more with the eyes instead of uh, bombast and gymnastics, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think you can appreciate that stuff too. And our, you know, a lot of our fans are already gone, turned the corner with me in my old band, uh, the Dirt Daubers, which was sort of the the antidote to the Shack Shakers. So they ended up being fans of both, and this is kind of the same thing, same idea. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So when you're not doing stage dives and whatnot, yeah. you're sometimes at a desk writing books. Yes. Could you tell me about your most recent book yeah. um, that you released? They're going to have me read from it later, uh, so um, you'll get you'll get to hear a little snippet. Yeah. But uh, it's it's called the Vine that Ate the South, and it's actually got published, and I illustrated it too, and um, and it's basically like taking Southern folklore mm-hmm. and novelizing it. So like all little ghost stories and stories you heard from your grandma, mm-hmm. you know, that were, don't go in the woods because uh, the hook man will get you. Or something. <laughs> you know, like little 
things like that. I ended, I ended up uh, kind of compiling a lot of those and, uh, and, and setting them all in motion in, a, in, the, this, uh, in, the, in the woods, mm-hmm. in the western Kentucky woods called the Deadening. And I have two characters that go on a journey trying to find something in there. Kind of like Sam and Frodo of Tolkien novels, mm-hmm. but um, but instead of Anglo-Saxon mythology, I'm I'm doing straight up Southern mythology. So it's and there's even a map like Tolkien drew, you know, like at the beginning of the book. So it's a nod to that, but it's it's more of a nod and a Valentine to you know the Southern tales that we grew up with. And you released it off of a two dollar radio. Two dollar radio. Which Tell me a little bit about them. They're kind of a renegade um, indie. Uh, publisher that actually has a lot of uh, respect in the industry because they end up sort of breaking new authors mm-hmm. and um, they're a lot more daring and uh, they, they, they tend to have an eye for the more gonzo writers out there that don't come out of like a finishing school or like graduate school where a lot of times those, um, the people that learn in those academic settings they all end up kind of writing the same and they're great mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of like uh, there's, there's too much of a sameness there. It's mm-hmm. almost like music school, which makes everyone sound alike. You know, it, it's it's ends up, um, you know, just kind of producing the same thing over and over. But they're good at s- sniffing out and finding people like me that have never done this before, but might have like a fresh take. Mm-hmm. You know, because we we don't have that academic background. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned mythology and folklore. What role does that play in your day-to-day life and your creative pursuits at large? Well, I'm just fascinated with it, uh, uh, like the mysticism in it. I, I stuff to wonder about certain aspects of it. Uh, it's dramatic. It's gothic. You know, there's it's a, 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 a there's a, a drama to uh, just Southern culture in general uh, that that's, you know has a lot of problems, but there's also beauty and. Um, a lot of faith and, and uh, mysticism and strange um, dynamics at play, you know, because of uh, the climate and the farming and our history and mm-hmm. and um, just the hand-to-mouth existence so many generations before us had, you know, that really brought them close to mortality. And uh, so there's, there's a lot of drama in all those old stories and uh, a lot of stuff that comes over from old England and Ireland, too, that are even older than the... You know, the south here yeah. you know so uh to me it's just interesting historically but also uh it, it just kind of gets me you know I, mm-hmm. I, I dig it that's cool is there anything that you want to talk about oh no i'm just happy to be here thanks for having me on uh on the tv yeah definitely i'm man. gonna be on the tv mom <laughs> well thanks for being here today jd and uh best of luck with the new album and uh sure you know thing. future touring and everything thanks a lot yeah, yeah. man appreciate it uh-huh What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. 
In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.